0: It is now time for the Royal Rumble. It's time to rumble. It's time for the Royal Rumble. Two Royal Rumble matches with the winners going on to WrestleMania the Challenge for the World's Championship. On the men's side, currently announced, Kofi Kingston, Santos Escobar, Ricochet, Austin Theory, Seth Freakin' Rollins, Bobby Lashley, Baron Corbin, Ray Mysterio, Guntha Intercontinental Champion, The American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, Amos, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Braun Strowman, Karrion Cross, and Dominic Mysterio. In the Women's Royal Rumble match, Curly announced Liv Morgan, Candice LeRae, Rhea Ripley, Raquel Rodriguez, Shayna Baszler, Zelina Vega, and Emma. In singles action, in the first ever Mountain Dew Pitch Black Bastion, it's Ray Wyatt against LA Knight. For the Royal Women's Championship, it's Bianca Belair defending against Alexa Bliss, And for the undisputed WWE Universal Championship, it's Roman Reigns, the head of the table, the Tribal Chief, with Paul Heyman in his corner facing Kevin Owens. It's time to rumble! It's time for the Royal Rumble. And with that,
1: thank you to the Encyclopedia for that wonderful intro. This is the Devil's Advocate himself with our other co-host, the Good Reverend himself. The good to my evil to Aston. Hey, and
2: I'll give you a little bit of history because it's that time of year. Way, way back, this day in 1999, WWF aired its halftime heat special. And it was an empty arena match between The Rock
1: and mankind for the WWF. It's
2: pretty well received.
1: That's the one where they, he lowered the. Yep. The uh, pallet onto the rock, right? We got a close up on the rock's face. That is correct. Ugh.
2: Hey, but you know, <laughs> if you ask anybody, they'll say attitude ever. That was the time. Yeah, the best ever.
1: So for my intro, I just I just wanted to bring up two names um, that were very big to wrestling today. That were born. One of them being Gordon Solie, born 1929. And if you don't know who he is. You better call somebody. And the other person that was born in 1957 today was Road Warrior Hawk, one of the one member of the arguably the greatest tag team of all time, the Road Warriors or Legion of Doom. So I want to uh, acknowledge those two men because uh, in when I, me growing up, uh, Gordon Solie and the Road Warriors were like my number ones Georgia championship wrestling and the beginning of the Road Warriors were everything. So, uh, I felt I needed to address them. So, with that said, um, we have a couple of things to talk about tonight. We have our Royal Rumble predictions. And as you, you probably have noticed, I did not introduce Eloso. He's not here tonight, but he did provide us with not only his picks... But also his five worst moments. And that's our other segment tonight. We're going to talk about our five worst moments of the past year. And if you notice, we didn't say matches. uh, We didn't single out. It's anything you want. Any five moments, wrestling matches, anything that you felt like was not up to snuff. Because that's what this is all about, right? Everybody last week and the week before did their, you know, and we did it too. You know, top moments, top wrestlers. uh, We figured, you know, let's go the other direction. Let's try our worst moments. And let's see, you know, I'm curious to see what the the guys have to say. Because we we usually have differing opinions on things. So (laughs) let's see what kind of fights we can get into tonight over what our worst moments are. But before we do that, we have a couple of news stories. One of them, um, do the Bellas have a valid complaint about women's representation? So the encyclopedia is raising his hand. So I'm going to let him take over.
3: So for those of you that are not aware what we're talking about, the Bellas after Raw 30 specifically released a video complaining about the lack of women representation on Raw 30, uh, specifically noting that Sasha Banks and Paige weren't included, for example. Um, okay, go back and look. Sasha Banks was featured. So good job, ladies. I suspect they were drunk when they posted that video. But anyway, I... Um, my my bigger thing was, do they have a valid complaint? Were they right? And I saw, for example, I've made it clear I go on 411 Mania for a lot of my dirt sheet stuff. And I saw that basically most of the comments were ripping the bell as a new one. But wanted to hear what you guys think. And I think we should leave with Rob because I'm sure he's got a strong opinion on this.
1: Well, first of all, anytime the Bellas do anything, it's one of my worst moments. So uh, let me start with that, but I think I can, I think I might be able to have an explanation and I'm going to throw this out there and see what you guys think. A lot of Raw, a lot of the women that were represented on Raw were part of the Attitude Era and a lot of that was a lot of racy material. So like, you know, Trish Stratus in her underwear, Stacey Keebler in her underwear, Lita in her underwear, like they can't really show any of that anymore. Well, they choose not to. So a lot of their representation maybe is because of that. Um, but I, I, you know, I hate to say it. I kind of agree with them. I think the women were a little undervalued on the show. I think it was an odd show. I don't think they did a, a real great representation of Raw uh, from a historical standpoint. They did a lot of matches, a lot of current matches. And they threw in a, f- a few segments here and there. And like the degenerates one was really funny. I thought when Kurt Angle wanted to join DX, I was like, thought that was funny and when walter came out and they're like yeah yeah we're all, we're too old we're not we're not fighting him i it was funny but at the same time i think they did a real poor job representing the 30 years of raw they could have done a retrospective they could have skipped the matches maybe or you know brought back more of the of the some of the favorites you know that we were looking for um but yeah i i think the the bellas are actually have something something valid here I, I think they the women i if i look back on the show in my mind now i think about it i'm like yeah you know they didn't really you know i saw lundra for a second and there were a couple of pop-up moments here and there but you know where's lita where's trish where's all the the women that were there at that time Yeah,
2: i think uh you have a good point which means they have a good point which
1: i know i never thought i'd end up agreeing yeah. with the bells on anything but what can i say
2: yeah, there, there you go. It's a top moment for twenty twenty three already on this show. <laughs> um, I, you know, I, but also further to further your point, they didn't really do a lot of justice to anybody. Um, we talked. You talked about you saw Alundra Blaze. You saw her for a hot minute and, and a hot second, really. I don't even remember who all was in that segment during the poker game. It was just oh, the quick camera pan I and a bunch of It was, uh, there. uh DiBiase
1: um, was there. IRS was right. there for a second.
2: There you go. Is that it? And Farouk, of course. And Ron yeah. Simmons was there because he had to be there. Um, the show itself wasn't timed well. And, and that led to, um, at least from what I understand, that led was one of the reasons why the cage match between Bailey and um becky lynch went the way it did which actually in my opinion might have been better than getting the actual cage match on raw um but even the show it ended abruptly because they ran out of time so i I, yeah they're right there wasn't a lot of good representation of women but there wasn't a lot of good representation period Um, yeah wasn't their best anniversary show ever Oh, but I will say this, nobody from their era was really highlighted and maybe only mentioned by Charlotte because she had the Divas Championship at one point, and that was it. So
1: I can see why they'd be a little extra salty. I, would f- I found it amazing if they set up a cage and then didn't use it. So.
3: And from the opposing viewpoint, I actually thought it was a great show. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was well done. I didn't think anything was overdone. Uh, which I think they've had a history of doing. Um, The trial for Sami Zayn was the segment that supposedly went long, but I don't think anybody felt that it went too long that watched it. I haven't heard anybody complain about that. that. Um, As far as the Bella's complaint, I mean, they specifically cited Sasha Banks, and as I mentioned before, she was featured. I don't think they went out of their way to totally focus on one specific person or area that much, which I thought was actually commendable for once, cuz usually they pay, they play favorites way too often. And I didn't I felt like this was more bipartisan than what we've seen in the past from them. So, I thought it was fine. I didn't think anything was overdone. Um as far as the lack of women re- representation, I don't know how to say this. The first 20 years were, were women really that involved in Raw. I mean, there were a couple of moments and matches here and there. Rob pointed out correctly that some of it is not for this audience. It's not acceptable by today's standards. So they couldn't necessarily go back to some of that. Um, I do recall. I'm pretty sure I saw Trish and Lita highlights in there a few times. So, but and um, Jason, I'm going to, you know, Take, give a peek behind the curtain. You brought it up before we started recording tonight. You also said the the black representation wasn't necessarily there either. Yeah, and yeah,
2: yeah that was it. If you didn't see a lot of uh, former women's champions, uh, for the same reason you didn't see a lot of uh, black WWE champions. There weren't that many to focus on.
3: It right. So I, I, I thought it covered the first 30 years accurately. I mean, one of the things we complained about for a long time was – Especially nowadays, we get these compilation shows when Vince was running everything, and it was focused on oh the current stuff is the greatest stuff, and you know, you could glaring it was glaringly obvious who they were leaving out because of issues they might have had with the company. I didn't see that happening here. Or see, not? my
1: problem is the uh, the trial of Sami Zayn should have been moved to SmackDown, and it that first segment could have been all like they could have done the first hour could have been the first ten years of Raw. And then the second hour could have been like the next 15, and then the third, or lately like, it was 30 years. You do it in 10, 10, 10, and 10. And then you get an accurate representation of everything that went on in that 10-year segment. Because there's a lot of segments. There's a lot of things they could have focused on. I don't know why you have a raw 30th anniversary and we spend the first, I don't know what, 30 minutes or however I don't know how long the, the the whole Sami Zayn thing was. Maybe it was 15 minutes or whatever. 10 minutes, 20 minutes. 30 minutes? You were right, it was thirty. I was I was trying to remember. So I mean I don't know why you would spend the first thirty minutes on that when this is supposed to be a raw celebration.
2: Ten minutes of that was the entrance.
1: Well, I mean either way, I think it's it was you know, it was I know originally it was supposed to be a segment including the, the, the Samoans and and I, even I question that because they weren't on Raw.
3: There something happened with a lot of the people that were supposed to appear as well. Uh, Afa was, was supposed to appear and something happened with him. I think it was a health issue. Rikishi was supposed to yeah. appear. That I think I think they had all, a lot of people, lo- yeah. I think some I think they had people locked in that all of a sudden bailed out. It was actually funny in the Bellas case, they, they were actually in the Philadelphia, New York area this entire weekend and they weren't asked. But you know what? If they featured the Bellas and left out like like Trish Stratus or Lita, I don't I think Lita they said was backstage, um, she wasn't featured at all. If they featured the Bellas and didn't show Trish and Lita, who might not have been available, at least in Trish's case, you know fans would have jumped all over that. Like, how could you show the Bellas and not and not get Trish Stratus there? I, I don't I don't know that there was anything that could... I, I personally don't think there was enough there for people to complain about. I think people are nitpicking right now. I mean, your idea with the 10-10-10 is not a terrible idea, but there was. if you think about it years, I'd say six to 10 of, of that run. Or maybe even we'll go far back, let's see, they they'd be 93. So you say 96, 97. So from 96 to 2001, that five year period right there. That is where most people remember the best moments of Monday Night Raw. You can't do 10 years, one hour each, you'll get people complaining that most of the best moments were not focused on enough. So you can't win here.
1: I mean, then maybe you, didn't, you don't do 10, 10, and 10. Then maybe you do, like, you, you, you clump certain years together. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it's a, it this wasn't a surprise this was 30 years. Like, where was Bret Hart? Where was, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people you still could have brought in and made this more of a, a celebration of, the, of Raw 30 rather than moving storylines ahead. You could have skipped the storylines for this week and just focused on Raw itself. And then you you could have focused on anything you wanted to at that point.
3: Yeah, but you got you got one of your big four this weekend.
1: weekend.
2: Big show, I mean, because then you're you're putting everything on SmackDown as that go home show before the Rumble.
1: But do we need a go home show at this point in time? We all know what's coming at the Rumble. I mean, do we really need to see Kevin Owens and the and Roman again? You know what I mean? Like we all, it's all coming. Like you can book that to where it all it all meets the week before or it all ends up on smackdown or i mean come on we're all watching week to week we don't i don't need to be hit over you're not you're not going for pay-per-view buys anymore you know what i mean you don't need to go home show it's not as important as it used to be
2: well yeah cuz you're not doing buys that's very true um, i don't know i feel a couple ways about that that first opening segment was long as hell except it didn't feel long when i was watching it i enjoyed it i enjoyed every minute of it because every it's no secret that everybody in that group right now knows what their role is and does it very well. Um, the DX thing you mentioned earlier, y'all mentioned earlier, that was fun too. I mean, Kurt Angle was hilarious. Um, I personally enjoyed Teddy Long showing up. Um, I, I was look, I, I, in the, just the over the ham fisted setup for it, I thought that was fun. Um, i i don't know i i even kind of enjoyed the undertaker bray white wyatt, wyatt moment maybe more so because undertaker's bike wouldn't start right away <laughs> didn't
1: that. really didn't really need that segment
2: I, I, I don't need any of it it's 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 mm-hmm. just you know the, who enjoyed it i think i think what you got to see was the crowd there enjoying it a lot and sometimes that Makes it more enjoyable for me to watch on TV when the crowd is enjoying some stuff and they seem engaged. So, if it's true that there were some travel issues and health issues that forced them to rebook stuff on the fly, which wouldn't be a surprise, hey, you know what? They made the people there happy and that's good enough. I mean, yeah, stuff I didn't like,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna start doing that,
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: I can't wait for my wife to come home and be like, How was your trip? Did you have a good time? I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, they had a good time. I I didn't
2: hate the show. I did think. I didn't hate the show either. uh, I just think
1: it it didn't seem like a celebration to me. That's all. I wonder, though. (laughs) Anthony, what do you want to say? You've been waiting. Go ahead. Go ahead.
3: You brought up The Undertaker. If he wasn't on that show, there would have been the hugest uproar. Oh, I know. So they found, yeah, I know. And, and it was kind of a passing the torch. I did. Yeah. The, the, him moving with that motorcycle was uh, there were a few times that I was like, I know what they were going for. But this kind of fell a little bit. Um, the cage match. I mean, I'm a huge Bailey fan. I love seeing whenever she's on the TV. Yeah. That being said, I thought, you know what? not realizing at the time as we were watching it live that they were running out of time. And that's why they did that. This all came out after the fact. I was like, you know what? This was a good way to progress the story. I uh, I actually thought it was semi odd that it was on raw. And I thought, all right, they want to stack the card a little bit. I'm okay with that. If anything, and this is where, this is one criticism I will give. Sonia Deville versus Bianca Belair was not necessary for that show. So no. the cage match could have sat there. The, and I'll be honest. The Austin Theory, Bobby Lashley, Seth Rollins triangle. I'm sick and tired of it already. It it hasn't. I don't think that's been done well at all. So that Bailey Becky match. You wanted to make it a moment for the women. If you want, if you really event. wanted to co- complain about anything, why wasn't that your main event? Mm-hmm. I hope that they added to this Royal Rumble card because I'm telling you, looking at this card, it's not a bad card. But we got three matches. And then we got two Royal Rumble matches. That seems like a light card for a Royal Rumble. They usually do like f- at least four or five matches. I feel like take that Becky and Bailey match in the cage, put that at the Royal Rumble. I think that would be a great match to have on that card. Mm. I mean, this Mountain Dew pitch black match, yeah, the spectacle of Bray Wyatt's interesting. LA Knight, I think, has been clearing it a clean, you know, doing very Killing well it. on the mic. This match? Yeah. This match, i got to say, nah. I don't know. I'm yeah, not, I could, could give the... two
1: shits about this match. It, yeah. It's going to be stupid. I already know it's going to be stupid. Yeah,
3: and I like and I like both guys a lot. I'm really liking that LA Knight's getting a shot here. I but
1: that match. All right.
3: It's because Mountain Dew paid for a sponsorship. That's the only reason yeah. why we're
1: getting this <laughs> that's match. If it, if that's right. That's it, it's it's gonna, they're right, going to sit answer, and... Yes. I think the match is going to be they're going to sit at a table and drink Mountain Dew until one of them throws up. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to come out at different points. And you're like, and LA Knight's had his ninth Mountain Dew. And he's going to be like. And Bray Wyatt's going to be like.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I guess on the plus side, at least it's not going to be a lights out, like pitch black Vin Diesel movie type match, right?
2: Gosh. We don't know yet. <laughs> you
3: don't know that, yeah. It's gonna, yeah. Hu- it's gonna be hard to do that in the Alamo Dome. Yeah. Does anyone I else Batman feel like and- I- yeah? I, I love the yeah, but I sometimes feel like he's doing the yeah too much I- in one sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Next week when Freddie comes back, we have to throw <laughs> that in everywhere we possibly can. All three of us. All right. Are we every in? T- Are every-
0: you in?
3: Every time yeah. he says something, we'll yeah. just be like yeah. <laughs>
1: if you're in give me a yeah
3: yeah we shouldn't even do that we should just let him talk and then whenever he's done we just all go yeah
1: no every time like if you say like you know i thought it was a really good royal rumble i'll go yeah
3: (laughs) (laughs) we have to do this are you in are we doing this yes i'm in i'm in all right and take it and for all of you that know about this little plan right now take a shot every time you hear yeah next week (laughs) (laughs) No, oh, 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 <laughs> no, Alcohol oh, poisoning. <laughs> There's three
1: of us. I can guarantee we're gonna do it like 50 times. We'll kill somebody.
2: <laughs> you might not even get out of the intro.
1: How about every five or something like that? <laughs> right. like, if he's gonna be like, "Here's my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fate, I'm gonna go, "Yeah." <laughs>
3: <laughs> Dude, we do that for each one intro.
1: It's gonna be like it's gonna be like what with Stone Cold what. <laughs> And you know what? The thing is, you can never acknowledge it. Like if he no. starts making faces or act like he's, well, we don't even know what he's doing. Like if he's like, "What are you guys doing?" I'm like what?
2: Oh, what what's the matter? would be like, "Why
1: do you keep going? Yup. Why do you keep going? Yeah. What?
3: Huh?"
2: Like uh, from Super Troopers when uh, are I don't know if you've ever seen this movie, Super Troopers. But I've seen
3: like,
2: that game where they just saying meow. Oh, I'm in. All right, I, cool. I can't think of anything more fun <laughs> yeah. than that. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. so the description for this episode for the tweet, I'll put I'll open it up, I'll throw somewhere in there I'll throw a yeah just to start setting it up oh
0: maybe
3: it's time for the Royal Rumble, <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. alright now that, now
1: that we've plotted against Deloso
3: watch, he's gonna he listen so- this week
1: <laughs> well, I don't think so alright uh, do we want to do our worst moments first, or we want to do the Royal Rumble picks first? Good, Reverend make a selection?
2: Let's go with the worst. Let's about right. right. last year. So
1: why don't you lead us off then?
2: All right. And I, I want to tell you, I mentioned this earlier in the day. I didn't think I could come up with a lot of things that were the worst until I realized, oh, wait, not just matches. There was a lot of terrible stuff. Um, so these are in no particular order. Uh, So I'll start with all things Shane McMahon. Basically, yeah, um, yeah, (laughs) looking himself in that rumble, how much he got paid to be in that rumble. Um, Just it was just so awkward and weird. And I and I'm kind of I was kind of glad when he left. So, yeah, that's my first one. Shane McMahon.
1: All right. Encyclopaedia.
3: Go ahead. Um, I'm because I'm th- a Mark, and I went and made a top five list. So my number five, specifically, was Sasha Banks and Naomi walking out. Um, I think it set the tag team division back for several months because it seemed like it took them forever. Even after Triple H took over to resolve that issue, uh, there's been no resolution here, which surprised me because once Triple H took over creative i figured all right it's a matter of time sasha never seemed to have a problem with them Uh, and and now we're getting mercedes monet all right so be it i really think that as much as i like her and i know i'm in the minority there from most of the hardcores i think this is going to be a wake-up call for her and she's going to realize she's not as big as she thinks she is Um, and that's not based necessarily on the japan reaction i think it's it's something that ties into what i was listening to a recent episode of grilling jr where they were talking about goldberg when he was in the wwf and uh, wwe and how they just went they went with a character in tokyo that they figured the fans already knew and when somebody's new to the company you got to intro them somehow and get that background in there you know one of the things we complained about now with triple h is he's brought a lot of superstars we were interested in up from nxt or rehired guys but there hasn't been any like background given to some of these people we're just supposed to automatically know who they are and it works for people that watched nxt it doesn't work for people that retro or smackdown i went raw smackdown easily get probably more than double the number of viewers that nxt is you just can't assume that people there's that much of a crossover. So.
1: Rob? Okay. Uh, my first uh, is when Ray Phoenix dislocated his elbow on dynamite. That was one of the more gruesome injuries I've ever seen. And I love the Lucha brothers. And to have them get hurt so early in the year, that happened in January, last January. I was like, this guy's snake bitten. Like every time they started to get momentum, he gets hurt. And, you know, and then he's out. So he was out for several weeks. Um, But, you know, it's one of those injuries, like, when he got hit hit the table and he got up and you watched his arm facing the wrong way, you were like, ugh. So I was really, really, yuck, did not like that one. So one of
3: my worst moments. I was grateful to be in the crowd that night, so I didn't see that. Yeah, it was not good.
2: Well. I'll continue with my next one and it's kind of off that same injury uh, theme and it was uh, Big E getting injured and we thought being paralyzed, (laughs) anybody watching that thinking oh my god this man has been paralyzed for life who knows. Um, It was kind of hard to watch and I think it's mainly because everybody loves Big E is Even if you're not a fan of Biggie, apparently he's just such a decent person, everybody loves him anyway. And it was hard watching that happen. And yeah, I won't talk about the aftermath and his recovery, because that was the good part. The the worst was watching that happen. And Man, I hope they don't let that dude throw another uh, suplex or belly-to-back suplex again. What's his name? Uh, Rich Holland. Rich Rich Holland. Holland, yeah.
3: At least not for a while. I mean, I think in a lot of ways it was definitely a freak injury. I don't. Blame oh yeah, it. it was. It was just uh, terrible. Yeah. Um, that being said, I'm actually going to capitalize on this. That's actually my number four as well. And I we know I am not a huge fan of the New Day at all. Um, I feel like that group should have been completely broken up a long time ago, and they've overstayed their welcome. But fans still like them. But to see a guy that absolutely loves this business that puts his heart and soul into everything he does and was, li- uh, you know, just months after living his dream of becoming WWE champion to then having a career threatening injury like this, it was not easy to watch. And on top of it, it was on live TV. So it wasn't even like we couldn't be exposed to it. It was there happening live. Um, luckily, it sounds like he's on the road to recovery. There's still no word whether he'll ever get back in the ring, but I think he'll at least be involved in some way at some point, whether it's you know ringside or maybe he could do commentary or something. I don't think his involvement in pro wrestling is over um i think i per- my personal opinion I think he will be back in the ring one day um but the good news is there was no paralysis or anything like that, so that's the most important thing.
1: My next worst moment was on March 14th. We lost Scott Hall. Um, uh, you know, a bad day for wrestling, a bad day for Scott Hall's family. You know, the man was uh, in poor health, but I don't think anybody thought he would die. And, you know, we lost Scott Hall. And, you know, to piggyback on that, if you want to add in Kevin Nash's son. You know, you could add Kevin Nash to this list. I mean, he had a bad year last year and he's still digging himself out. And, you know, let's hope he does. Let's hope he's still, you know, doing well and and can somehow find his way through this. But I put Scott Hall as my next worst moment.
2: Yeah, that one hit uh, a lot of people hard, a lot of his his fan base. And Kevin Nash, rough, uh, not rough. That's an understatement. Just terrible time for him. My next one is going to be Jeff Hardy and it's a two-parter with Jeff Hardy because there was first the WWE cutting him for a reason and it turns out he wasn't actually drinking and then him going to AEW and it seemed like he just got over on a company and got out of that contract and then DUI and he just can't, couldn't stop. Uh, he couldn't stop being himself there for a bit, and it was uh, a shame to see. And hopefully, he's been getting the help he needs because he's been away from wrestling for over half a year now. I think, I guess. So uh, yeah, that was just hard to see. I think because a lot of people were, a lot of his fans were really pulling for him, and you know his brother was pulling for him.
1: And... Well, you know, everybody was hoping for like that last Hardy run. It's it's running yeah. out of time. Like I think it may be oh, already passed. Done. Yeah, that's done. That's not. Gonna so I think Matt Hardy's you know, even they, said that. Yeah, yeah. No. I mean, He's they had really that. They had that last moment where they were gonna maybe win the titles one more time, and I think that's over now.
2: Because mm-hmm.
1: the last time they were in the ring together, right? And, uh, Jeff was the uh, Jeff and Matt were slow, and really not. You know, they were not wrestling the style we're accustomed to. They might be. You know, they 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 they're not ground wrestlers. They're Aerial wrestlers, and they really couldn't. As a team, yeah, very much as a team. Yeah, that's true. Good one. All right, encyclopedia. What do you got?
3: Um, my number three is it's more of a comedic moment. Um, I'm actually bringing it to NXT, and it was when Cora Drade went to hit Roxanne Perez with the skateboard, and the damn thing imploded (laughs) before she even made contact. (laughs) It's such a terrible moment, and. I remember watching thinking oh my god the damn thing broke before she even made contact what the fuck and then she tried to go with it and she picked up pieces of it and was trying to still use it that just...
1: <laughs> oh that was a rough boy. I remember like when they would have fights in the stands and they'd hit each other with popcorn and they'd have to act like it was like a chair shot mm-hmm. it's the same idea right I mean like it fell apart now you're acting like you got slammed by a you know a, a skateboard and really you got hit by nothing Pretty much. <laughs> well, uh, stuff. To keep it on a comedic tone, my work's worst moment, I have two words Logan Paul. Uh, I hate him. I hate his stupid brother. I hate everything about him. I hate the fact that he almost beat the world heavyweight champion when other guys can't. I hate the fact that he was involved in wrestling, period. I hate him. The end.
2: And I just realized, off that uh, I f- realized we forgot about the bear, and his pit is uh top or bottom five here. We'll read them. You want to read them at all together? We'll at read them when,
1: when we're done. Yeah. All
2: right. He's got some gems on here that I forgot about. But, uh, yeah, my number. What are we at? Number two now?
1: Uh three. Right. That was my. That was thir- my third. It yes. doesn't matter. Just I think we're on two. Too. Um
2: this this was this is when it actually gets hard to choose stuff. Um, so I am going to say uh, what is affectionately known as brawl out is my number two, and I just think um, everything from that post show scrum and CM Punk losing his temper and not being able to keep his mouth shut and then. F- grown men fighting backstage grown men who are marked as EVPs of their company fighting backstage um, just after winning titles that I didn't think they needed to win anyway. And then coming back and winning them again, like nothing ever happened except making us watch a seven match series that we knew how it was going to end anyway. Yeah. Just everything that came out of that. And the fact that they haven't figured out how to make money, actual money, off of that that natural rivalry terrible
3: I don't think CM Punk can rustle right now
2: oh he's probably still injured he's still
3: injured that being said that's actually also my number two not so much because of how do I say this an issue of AEW was trying to get some momentum going again with Punk coming back from an injury and this and MJF potentially being the one to beat CM Punk for the title instead of MJF facing Moxley. And it kind of, in a lot of ways, it ricocheted into it hurt MJF's return. I mean, I thought they had already fumbled it with a cheap way he won the casino ladder match. But then. It was obviously set up for him versus Punk in this whole situation. Punk Punk, Punk went into business for himself. Didn't handle it well. There was the brawl. Punk and they Steel more to blame than the EVPs. But, you know, the EVPs are at the same time, you're, that's just it, your EVPs. They acted like a bunch of children across the board. It's like, you know, we got guys in their late 30s to late 40s involved in this situation and they act like, they act like, Children, there's just no other way to say it. You know, grow up. Uh, Rob, you want to give you number two? I do. Okay.
1: Um, My number two is Ronda Rousey and her terrible matches. In this past year, Ronda Rousey had matches with Shotzi Blackheart, with Liv Morgan, and with Charlotte, and they've all sucked.
3: Should your list Ronda. just be worst of 2022? Because none of these have been moments at this point. <laughs> You're just doing a broad uh, Logan Paul everything. Rhea Ripley everything. Uh, I'm sorry, that's Ronda Rousey everything.
1: That's how I feel. Don't step on my vibe. It's a long the list was moments. Well, that's all. I'll pick. All right. How about Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan then? How's that?
3: That is totally fine. Right now, I, your list is at like 10 worst moments because... <laughs> And Logan Paul had three matches and Rousey had
1: like six. I lumped, I lumped Logan Paul together because he is a pile of shit. He's not three piles of shit. He's one pile of shit. Scattered so it's one about. moment. A pile scattered about. <laughs> so that even interrupted me. I'll continue. Uh, she has yet to learn anything about wrestling. She can't carry a match. can't carry an opponent. Um, her promos all stink. She's no better than she was the day she started. So that's my next moment. Anytime I have to see Ronda Rousey.
2: Let me ask you a question. Couples advocate. Please do. Her last match against uh, Raquel, is it Rodriguez now or Gonzalez? I can't remember, but they renamed her Raquel. Raquel. Did you watch that match? Uh huh. I Now, I will tell you, I personally thought that was her best match in WWE. Not because of her. Did you think there was any improvement there? And if not, are you saying it's because Raquel carried her?
1: Yes, I think Raquel carried that match.
2: That's saying something. That is saying
1: something. I said it.
2: Hey, stand by it. Stand by your word. We know you do. All right. So I'll give you my number one. I would be surprised if this isn't everybody's number one. Um, my number one worst of 2022 is Vincent Kennedy McMahon. And I'm sorry, Anthony, it's not just one moment. It's all of it. It's all of it. The, the hush money, the, 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 what the hush money was for, um, the match with freaking Pat McAfee. Um, The fans riding his jock Every time he walked in Even though these revelations were coming out Left and right And they're still bowing to him And also the way he sold that stunner Or tried to sell that stunner Or claimed he sold that stunner Couldn't believe it It's just terrible Just bad all around So yeah, Vince McMahon And the fact that he came back On top of all that After finally saying, okay, I'll leave And then he came back so, yes, yeah, so Vince McMahon is my number one worst of 2022.
3: So, I'm going to rebrand this the worst of 2022 because nobody's from the other side of the microphone, from you two, has been focused on a moment. It's been just general worst. So, why don't we just rebrand <laughs> this to worst? It's okay. <laughs>
2: call it moments with the question mark
3: um i actually at one point put that on my list and then i thought about it. i was like actually no i'm not going to say this is the worst of because it actually led to him not being in charge of creative anymore which i think is a huge fucking win so
2: yes that's true that's a silver lining
3: so yeah i looked at it that way Now my number one actually capitalizes on my number two and it's specifically our beloved aew elite Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks not just returning after two months but returning back into the same fucking spot before the incident happened and on top of it mocking CM Punk who was injured at home and Possibly could ne- might never be on AEW TV to defend themselves. Grow the fuck up and move on. You're back on the show. M- make everything your little focus. Make everybody stare at you. But to mock a guy that's not even there to defend himself at that point, I'm like, grow up already. Okay? You shouldn't even be the EVPs if you're going to be on the roster wrestling. We've seen so many times when the Booker is also a wrestler and made it about themselves. And now we're seeing... The, the the guys that you know claim they're gonna revolutionize the industry making the same fucking mistake we've seen over and over again from previous people. So fuck you, Jackson's, Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega for acting that way. Rant over.
1: Yeah, that was nice. That was a mini rant. Still a rant though. Um I had two honorable mentions. I'll mention them real quick. Ric Flair's last match and uh, Jason already mentioned Mr. McMahon versus Pat McAvee. I don't understand why Vince had to beat Pat McAvee. I mean, talk about a, what an asshole move that was. But my last, uh, least favorite moment was Mandy Rose being fired from WWE. I only really watched NXT to watch her. Um, I thought she made strides in the ring. Um, uh, she looked, you know, great in, in all of her ring attire. Um, and you know, I thought it was it wasn't cool the way she got fired. I thought they, you know, people have been uh, gotten in trouble for a lot more. And did she didn't even really get a warning? They just totally to lose the title and then fired her the next day. And I'm glad she's doing so much better, you know, despite what happened. Um, and I still, you know, go to Instagram to check her out, but I miss her on TV. I don't watch NXT at all now. So, but that was my last, uh, my worst moment
2: um you mentioned honorable mentions uh, encyclopedia do you have any honorable mentions you want to throw up there
3: i got too many um i don't know why mandy getting fired was the worst moment for two reasons a we did find a spot where we could find these uncensored gifts that she's giving us mm. we'll say that um the other thing is don't sit there and say that you were watching nxt because of mandy rose you stopped watching long before she dropped that title don't lie to the people tell the truth yeah.
1: I checked. I checked out her segments. How's that? <laughs> well, we, a lot of people checked like, out her segments yes, after but, that news broke. <laughs> I particularly like her front segments more than her back segment. <laughs> <Same. laughs> All right.
3: Now, so, man, my honorable yeah, my honorable mention face. list was: I had MJF return fumble. I had Ric Flair's last match. Vince's payoffs come to light. Although I think that was a win. I did have McMahon versus McAfee. I had NXT's chance to reboot again, failed in September. Um, I had MSK wins MSK, excuse me, wins the NXT tag titles and then Nash Carter was fired like a week I forgot later. all about that one. Yeah. And then Randy Orton's back injury might have forced him to retire. Those were all mm. considerations for me.
2: All right. Um, so before my, real quick, one of my honorable mentions was the repackaging and then repackaging and then repackaging of Lacey Evans, which I just...
1: Does it, anybody care about
2: Lacey Evans well, enough, no. <laughs> not not About moments. that, I'm going to tell you why it's bad. Um, why I felt it was really bad. It's because of how I understood his friend. She was giving out, like, they basically bastardized the shit life she had up until a certain time, and repackaged her as a good face, and nobody was buying it, because they did a bad job of it. So they made her pour her heart out there, and go through all that crap that she dealt with in her life. And it didn't work. And then they said, well, we're going to move you to another show. And we're going to make you a heel. And then we're going to move you to another show and make you a face.
1: All right. I'm going to stop you right there because this is more Lacey Evans talk than anybody ever needs.
2: I'm just saying it's a, it was a waste of time on their show. It was a waste of a character that she had that kind of worked. And I just don't like the idea of... Uh, trying to monetize things like that i right. personally don't like that
1: so let's so before we works. move on to the royal rumble picks let's just let me run through l El, 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 eloso's picks he, he, did, he was ones nice enough to, to put them in yeah,
2: he has one of the best on his list
1: shane's rubble booking right so we've kind of talked about that one already the booking of mjf mm-hmm so I'm sure he's disappointed in how he won the title and how he's keeping the title. The AEW press conference brawl and aftermath, okay, we've already talked about that in detail. Aren't Anderson falling on AEW TV. Is that one when-
3: I'm going to call that one out because I don't think that was from this year.
1: Yeah, I don't think so either. I was going to when I saw that one I thought that was earlier. But didn't right, okay. he have
3: multiple falls?
1: No, he had. I think the one he's talking about is when he almost fell off the. Off the he was apron. holding the ring post, it, and he almost fell.
3: Yeah, it was. He fell, and he fell off. He's fallen off the ramps. He's fallen off uh, the ring apron. But that was when Cody was actually working for AEW. <laughs> he wasn't in AEW very long in 2022. Yeah. So sorry, mm-hmm. OL. So we love you, but that one wasn't from 2022.
1: Oh. Do we, Do we love him really? Yes. <laughs> and the last yeah. one is. Uh, top dollars, yeah. Top dollars dive. Wasn't that this year? No, <laughs> that was that was at the end of the year, wasn't it?
3: I don't
2: think. so. Or was that this year?
3: No, I. I you know what? I made that my wor- like one of my worst uh, awards. So.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I th-
2: now, what was worse? Was it the dive itself, or was it the sell of the dive? <laughs> It. It had everybody else also.
3: And by the way, to confirm, it looks like it. It, it happened mid December.
1: Okay, I thought I was. We're worried about the timing there. All right, so that's Eloso's list.
3: So nobody actually followed the moments thing, even including the person whose great idea this was, Rob.
1: <laughs> no, number one, I didn't call it great, and number two, I said it could be anything. So yes,
3: but you also said moments. You did say moments. Okay, moving right along. <laughs>
1: Now let's get away from that segment more than so, so, we can, so we can argue about our Royal Rumble picks.
3: I don't think we're all, arguing, uh, yeah.
1: but I don't think so either. All right. Anyway. So the first <clears throat> match on the list, the Mountain Dew pitch black match Bray Wyatt versus LA Knight. And I think we're all in agreement that it's going to be Bray Wyatt, right? I mean, he can't lose his debut.
3: I actually think it would be an interesting twist to see LA Knight win and have Bray like, Lose the match because Uncle Howdy did something, but yeah, I, I'm gonna be in, in agreement on Bray Wyatt.
2: Yeah, I agree with Bray. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. lose. Yeah,
3: I, I, you know what? LA Knight at least is finally getting a pay per view match. I'll take that as a win. Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's never, so that's never gonna get old.
3: And, and uh, I also did pick Bray Wyatt as well.
1: Yes. All right, so our next match is the Raw Women's Championship. We have Bianca Belair, champion, versus Alexa Bliss, and Mister Aloso picked Alexa. Is there a
2: controversy so, there?
1: Let's go around the room, Reverend. What what is what is your uh, rosary rosary beads told you about this one? I know I you've been praying on this what, one a lot.
3: What is the rosary, rosary beads? Taking
1: a- He's been praying. He's been doing his rosary. To try to get the picks, because he's been doing so bad lately.
3: I mean, if you could say the good Lord or Jesus, but the rosary beads? Rosary beads don't... All right,
1: All right. so you've consulted the good book, Jason. What what does have, it say? I
3: have consulted
1: How's the good How's that, book,
2: better? And I still don't see anyone taking this off Bianca yet. I don't see it happen until
1: maybe WrestleMania. Agreed.
3: I really want a pick, Alexa. I think it would be interesting way to continue her story. But no, but I I'm totally in agreement with you guys. I feel like Bianca Belair has become the John Cena and Roman Reigns of the women's division. And not in the way Roman is now. I'm talking about when Roman was being crammed down their throats and everybody was booing him out of the building, when Vince was like, No, he's a face. What are you doing? You know? I For feel some like-
1: reason they book all the faces now to be John Cena. And yeah. look at Becky. When Becky was a heel Right? She was getting her ass whipped. As soon as they convert her to good, now she's taking on three women at once and beating their asses.
3: Yeah, I... Look, I'm not a Bianca Belair fan. I'm going to make that clear. I'm sure we figured that out. Me neither. But I feel like it must be the market she has um, and the attention she has with the children and being an inspirational role model for them, because otherwise I don't see what the redeeming value is in keeping her on top for this long. I have no problem with her getting the belt for a while. But... At the rate we're going, we're approaching 10 months as champion. What is it that she's got? I mean, we, we, we compl- we've we done our fair share of complaining about Charlotte. You know, 14-time women's champion, I believe we're at this point. Mm-hmm. She hasn't had a title reign even close to what Bianca's getting now. If anything, you could, if you think about it, Bianca's pretty much dominated the women's title picture for we're approaching two years. Well,
1: that's the problem. It's the booking is the problem is she has yet to be challenged. Everybody they put in front of her, she just beats. They give her their best shot, their best shot, and then Bianca just does the pulls to John Cena. She she pulls out her, her, her finishing move, and that's the end of the match. Like There's been no challenge to any of her, her challengers, or not challenging.
3: Yeah, th- when that Extreme Rules ladder match, when you had all three members of Damage Control involved, and she ran through all of them, that's when I realized, oh shit, this woman's not losing the belt, at least till WrestleMania. It, yeah i mean that's no, the
1: problem no. right there is you can't you, you, it's it's seen a booking exactly it's i can beat 50 people
2: i'm pretty yeah. sure we know who they're building up to take that
3: title off well we might potentially be yeah. getting to that
1: yeah all right so the undisputed wwe universal championship match now is this for both belts or is this for the raw belt both.
3: it's both belts
1: both. okay because I noticed with the tag team now, they're starting to differentiate, right? They're having tournaments yeah. for the Raw titles versus the SmackDown titles. Right. And on Monday, they defended the Raw titles. So, um, I mean, I don't know why the tag belts are getting differentiated and the, the Universal title isn't, but whatever. We have Roman Reigns, head of the table, versus Kevin Owens. And El Oso has selected Roman Reigns, and I have to agree. I don't think it's... I, whereas I would love for Kevin Owens to win
3: it's not his time I'm I'm totally in agreement I I really 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 want Kevin Owens to win that's my fa- been my favorite wrestler since he debuted in NxT um he's one of the few guys from the indie scene that I actually saw and remembered instantly when he showed up on NXT I think he's long overdue for a title reign I just I don't see it happening here. I, in some ways, I wish if this match was going to happen, it would have happened at this year's WrestleMania, not now. But I think I said that, that Kevin Owens was kind of in a holding pattern. If Cody wasn't going to be back for the Royal Rumble, this match probably wasn't happening. This match would probably have been saved for WrestleMania. We might be seeing things differently. But yeah, I'm I'm in agreement with with you and Freddie on this one.
2: Yeah, I gotta go with the Tribal Chief. I right. just don't see it. I, although I will say this, that the way that story is going, that bloodline story is going, it's re- they're almost setting it up where it could happen at any time. We could lose at any time. I just don't think it's going to be this time.
1: I don't think they're setting it up at all. I think I think we're all, it, it's nice to have Ko challenge, but he's not going to win. I think I felt that way about all those challengers. I haven't felt they've given anybody a, a fighter's chance. So, all right. The next match are women's Royal Rumble match. So we have our entrance uh, Raquel, I'm sure is in it, Bailey, um you know, all the regular cast of characters. Uh Eloso has picked Bailey to win. Um I am in in disagreement with him. I think it's going to be Rhea Ripley. And I think that's pretty much the consensus can, that can, I've been reading.
3: Can we like not let Rob pick for the Royal Rumble matches, so we actually have a shot to catch him?
1: <laughs> no such luck.
2: <laughs> um, I'm in agreement with Rhea Ripley. That's who I feel they've been building up as that. Um, yeah. That counter to Bianca Belair, to a dominant Bianca Belair. They built up Rhea Ripley as a dominant, dominant force and yeah except for who raquel there's no one there's clearly no one stronger in that division than rhea Ripley.
3: all i gotta say that's challengers all i gotta say is yeah i agree with you guys it's rhea
1: okay and last but not least our men's royal rumble match and uh Eloso has selected Cody Rhodes. And to me, the only two choices are either Cody or Sammy. I don't think there's anybody else on the horizon they would even think about. I an interesting choice to me would be uh what's Walter's name now? I keep forgetting it. Gunta. Big G
3: Langston. <laughs> no. Gunta
1: Gunther. Gunther Gunther would be a, a fascinating choice yes. to win the Rumble. Because could you imagine, you know, you've got like Roman Reigns, you know, coming out of a, a, a grueling match against someone and all of a sudden Gunther comes walking out. And you're like, oh, shit, <laughs> I'm in big trouble now. But I don't see them doing that. I, don't, I think he's got the Inter- Intercontinental title. I think it's going to stay on him, that him for a while. Um, I'm going to also go with Cody, even though I think Sammy would be the better selection. Cause you could do all kinds of things with that. I think they're going to go with Cody. They keep building Cody up on TV is coming back. I can't see why they would do that. If he's not going to win.
3: Yeah. The more things change, the more they stay the same. They always seem. Seems like every few years, it's glaringly obvious who the winner is going to end up being. Um, I don't think Sammy is quite world title material per se. I think he's. I think it'd be similar to what we saw with Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. The fans would get behind him as soon as he got the belt, they'd stop caring. I feel like Cody, on the other hand, you could build a company around, and they've been hyping this thing up. So would it be really unique and different if they didn't have him win after all this hype? Yeah, it would be different, but. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but I feel like.
1: I mean, don't you don't you see a scenario where Sammy wins and Roman tells him he has to give up the shot?
3: Yeah, but well then we're rehashing the and it'd be similar to what not quite, but I could see that being similar to what we saw with Batista when he won and Triple H in that case was trying to egg him on, like, "Oh, you're gonna go for the SmackDown title? We don't have that here," you know. So it, it could very well be that Roman goes, "This is great. You get your world title moment. You get your payoff. You lay down for the Tribal Chief." and then sammy's you know it travel he says look enough. we're not doing this right
1: um, it's nice that you won the rumble thank you now i don't have to wrestle at wrestlemania cuz i don't have a challenger and sammy goes well maybe you do you know but i don't see him winning that at that point so to me it would be a waste to do that i don't think he's world title material so sorry jason go ahead <laughs> no no um,
2: you guys are hitting all the the major points there that that's really the reason why I don't see Sammy Zayn getting that spot. Um, it is Cody. It's you know what it is. This is that Triple H run um, from when he came back from the quad injury. It's the same thing, except just without uh, the Coldplay song.
1: I was going to go with the Cena run when he came back and won the Rumble, but it's also a good analogy.
2: I, well, you know, when he came see, back and won that Rumble, that was more of a surprise. That was a surprise. We, really we were try.
3: there that night. Remember, we looked at each other like, "Oh fuck." when we heard the yeah. music <laughs> we heard the music the we were the only two not cheering <laughs> there was a lot of booing that night there was a lot of booing they they, they seemed to know where to have the crowd mic properly because oh, yeah. i remember i remember to this day i re-reviews all oh, the place went crazy when cena came out and i was like i remember hearing a huge mixed reaction but maybe that was the side of the arena we were on
1: so Really, other than the women's championship match and the women's royal rumble match, Yumi and the Good Reverend are pretty much in sync, and then Eloso is kind of the outlier. He's he's one off the reservation a little bit here, but what else is new? Yeah, and he's never right anyway, so what's the difference?
3: Well, he so I'm, yeah, I mean, I love his pick of Bailey for the women's match. I don't see it happening. It also would be help if he had spelled her name properly. I mean, come on now, bro. He's maybe ooh, ooh. May, you that's know what be. he spelled it like he was drinking it that bailey's, eye bailey's. Cream. <laughs> maybe he was <laughs> that's the real reason why he couldn't be with us tonight too much bailey's night on ice tonight
1: there you go it's not a bad idea actually still. all right well all right. Still young. with that said with that's if there's no other comments nope. encyclopedia write us out
3: All right, so we thank you guys for listening. We are on the Sports Frenzy Podcast on Instagram, Sports Frenzy Pod on Twitter, Sports Frenzy Podcast on Facebook. We thank you guys for listening. Enjoy the Royal Rumble, and we will catch you next week. Yeah! Yeah! Yeah!
2: Yeah!